Welcome to the Resilient and Inspired Podcast with Liz Lockwood. We are all about getting out of the box and what to do after the light bulb moment. For more information about this episode or past episodes, visit www.lizlockwood.net. Let's dive into the show. Hello, everybody. I am back for another solo episode. I am happy to be here chatting with you guys. Um, Before I get into today's show, I so, so, so appreciate your, um, your outpouring of love and messages for my last podcast. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, (laughs) Um, but sharing on my miscarriage and you guys are just so awesome, so supportive. And I really appreciate it because, you know, something I was talking to Mark a lot about is like, um, you know, I obviously don't have a regular job. I don't have a regular coworker situation or um, something to go to out of the house with um, with work. So having your support and your messages and chatting with you guys is just so meaningful to me because of that you know that's what I have instead. So thank you guys so much. And um, if you missed last week's episode and you're like, "WTF is she talking about?" <laughs> just go into um last week's episode either um on iTunes or you could find it on my website so um yeah I also have a few additions to share with this story um I'm not gonna get into the whole kit and caboodle because even I'm kind of tired of hearing about it um but I had basically I I think I recorded I'm trying to think when I recorded that podcast. Yeah, just maybe one or two days after I recorded that podcast, I had a few complications um, with my miscarriage situation and I ended up needing to go in for, I don't know if I want to call it like emergency surgery, <laughs> but we'll call it <laughs> borderline. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I'm happy to say that it went well. I... I was avoiding the surgery like the plague. I was really terrified of it. Um, even from like the first moment we found out we had a miscarriage and she told us our options, I was really petrified of the surgery for like f- 500 different reasons that I'm not going to get into. Um, and, it, and it was actually not that bad. And so I'm very happy to say that I'm on the mend I think for real this time I really hope so um so we'll see how that goes (laughs) but that's where I was last week I um I had surgery last Tuesday so February 5th and um I've been recovering ever since and yeah, it's day by day. We'll see how it goes. It, you guys, this is hard. I'm going to be flat out honest with you guys. It was funny. I um, A past client of mine emailed me a really sweet email, and I emailed her back, and I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. The past couple of months have been hell, <laughs> and they, they kind of have been in a lot of ways. Um, you know, but I think that happens in life, and we all have our own trials and challenges, and this just happens to be my season. It was funny, I was at acupuncture the other day, and my acupuncturist was talking about just how what I'm going through really lines up with, like, the season of winter, and she was going on about that kind of excitedly, and I was, I stopped her, and I was like, oh yeah, I planned all this, (laughs) and obviously I was kidding, didn't plan any of it, 
Um, but it's funny what happens to us without even us planning it or controlling it and just kind of what the universe aligns for us. So that's where I'm kind of at. I'm coming out of post-surgery. I'm so happy to say that, um, you know, after I, I got my wisdom teeth out, I wasn't sure like if it was from the wisdom teeth, um, you know, my head being swollen and all of that or the anesthesia, but I felt out of it for like, no lie, like I think like month, we might even say months with the plural S. I felt really out of it just from, I thought it was from the anesthesia. So when I was going into the surgery, I was pretty um, nervous about that, like just not even the surgery, but the anesthesia part. So I had asked a couple times about like localized and this, that, and the other thing. They kind of looked at me funny just because of what they do with the surgery. I'm happy to say that they only had to use light anesthesia. Still not quite sure what that means, but um, <laughs> it didn't seem to have the same like, oh my God, I'm out of it feeling. So I'm happy to say that I'm pretty cognitively there and I'm getting there physically. <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you guys today about just kind of what to do with all, with with when like challenges pop up. You know, I had this idea that I would need to wait for things to be perfect or at some point things would be perfect and then I could do business or things would be perfect and then I could relax or things would be done, you know, whatever your kind of thing is there, fill it in, whether it's like you want your checklist to be done, you want your health to be perfect, you want the kids to be situated, you want things to be all aligned in your life. And I think very rarely is that the case. You know, I think we always have something going on. There's usually a challenge. There's usually more than one challenge. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Our lives are you know, multi-dimensional and complex. And I think a lot of times when we got caught up in like, oh, this needs to be done and then that can happen, it very rarely never happens. And, you know, I kind of found myself through this experience getting um, kind of like relapsing almost in, in old habits of this pattern popping up. So for me, you guys know if you've listened to the podcast for a little while that I'm definitely triggered by health things. That's kind of my thing. So it's like, oh, I have to be, you know, I got to have my health in order or I have to be feeling good so I can show up in my business. And, you know, there's days I feel good, but there's definitely probably more days that I feel not so good. Um, so it's like we have to figure out how we can show up and do the thing even if you know, even if we're feeling a little off or even if we have a doctor's appointment that later that day or even if we're not quite sure how this is going to work out, you know, kind of getting comfortable with that uncertainty and comfortable with kind of being in it rather than waiting for it to be over. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about kind of how I've been navigating this. Um, You know, I, I thought it was funny because like one of the most common things I hear from you guys is how happy you are that I'm taking space for myself during this. And, you know, I think what that means is like not showing up as much in in my business. Um, And I will fully admit that this time I didn't have a choice. There was absolutely no way that I could have showed up during this um, because of what I went through physically, let alone emotionally. (laughs) Um... So I was kind of like, you know, I think sometimes we can choose to take the lesson or sometimes the lesson chooses us and the lesson definitely chose me this time. So 
you know, I don't think taking a break was always easy for me during this. I had moments where, you know, I felt really bad for not being able to show up and I wanted to show up and I just couldn't. Um, so I think like the first thing that I would encourage you guys to do if you're going through a challenge or a busy time in your life or whatever is that, um, it's okay that it's going to look different. So, you know, I remember a couple weeks back, I remember thinking, oh, should I post like the word of the week thing? Or maybe it was just a share Saturday thing. Like one of those things that I kind of just regularly do in the Facebook group. And I was like, well, I haven't really been consistent in anything else yet. You know, this would be, would this be weird if I did that? And then I was like, oh my God, why am I overthinking this? Like in whatever capacity I can show up, I want to show up. So that's why I've been, we'll say, inconsistently posting um, because it's like, you know, we got to give ourselves leeway. And I think when you're going through a challenge or multiple challenges, like I'm kind of coming through right now, you got to put yourself first. You know, whatever happens, you are <laughs> you are the, the biggest priority in their, your life. And I think when you do that, um, things often end up looking different. So, you know, I this was the first time that I didn't consistently post podcasts. This was the first time I didn't consistently post content. And, you know, I remember a couple of people were like, oh, you could just reuse old content or this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, yep, don't want to. And I think that's a personal thing for me. Someone else might have wanted to and just posted their thing and not really shared what was going on or maybe posted and shared. So it's going to look different. It's going to look different for everyone. And I think it's all about what you're comfortable with and what feels good for you. I would really, really encourage you to share what's going on. You know, I think there's all those quotes out there about like, don't share from the the wound, share from the scar, or <laughs> you're like my accent there. Um, I may have misquoted that. And I actually do like that quote in a lot of ways, so I don't want to bash it. Um, I'm not even quite sure who said it. But yes, I think there's definitely a place to not share from the wound and share from the scar. You know, that basically means like you want to be through it before you're sharing. You don't want to be kind of like pouring out from your wounds all day. But I think there's a place to kind of share something right so if I was gonna share from the scar not the wound I probably wouldn't have told you guys about the miscarriage until like I don't know maybe never (laughs) that's probably always gonna be a bit of a wound for me so you know did I run home from the doctors and post and tell you guys about it (laughs) no I did not you know I think I waited over a week um maybe even two weeks. I can't even remember. I definitely waited a while. I didn't even tell my clients exactly what was happening in the beginning because I didn't even know it was exactly happening. You know, I just shared that I had to take space. Um, so I think it's like, how can you update enough that it feels good for you? You know, so I did that update and then what happened? Oh, I, you know, the miscarriage took freaking forever. So then at that point I felt more comfortable sharing, you know, the wound was a little bit healed or, you know, not so fresh that I could actually form words to share it with you guys. And so I did. And so I think it's about um, evolving through it, right? Like in one moment in one day, it might feel like, oh my God, how would I share this with my people or what do I say? So maybe you don't share that day. 
and maybe the next day it's clear, maybe the next week it's clear, and really giving yourself permission to do what you need to do when you're going through challenges, because the truth is, like, you guys might have noticed that I was missing, but you guys are busy. You're watching 500 people on social media, if not more, right? There's a lot going on in your life. And so I think it's just about like keeping your people updated enough that feels comfortable for you, keeping them in the loop, but not so much that you feel like you have to pour out your heart every morning. You know, I'm definitely like, um, as my dad put it, which I thought was kind of funny, an emotional person. And I was like, oh yeah, I kind of am. Um, so I've had to kind of figure out like, okay, here's where I can write from my heart about what's going on for me, aka like journaling or whatever that is for you. And here's where I'm going to write and show up for business stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be all one. I think so often now it's like we think everything needs to be shared or everything needs to be public or we need to share every detail. And I will fully admit that in that first podcast that I recorded for you guys last week that I did not share, um, I shared way too much that I was uncomfortable with it. And I was like, why am I telling you guys this? This isn't a miscarriage podcast. There's no reason you guys need to know these details. You know, if someone had reached out to me and said, oh my God, I'm going through this or you know, what did it look like for you? For sure, I would get more specific if they asked. But I think it's about like recognizing what your people need, right? It's not all about you with whatever you're doing. Find things for you to outlet your feelings and to process your feelings and then find space for you to show up in your business. So I also think with that said, it's really important to kind of redefine how much time you're spending in your business. You know, we're really lucky not to have nine to five jobs where it looks a certain way and you have to be there a certain time. You can make it look like what you want it to look like. So if that's like showing up for, you know, a half an hour a week or an hour a week, and that's that's enough for you right now. You know, I'm finding that I really need way more space to process my own stuff right now. It's like I'm already kind of full with the emotions. So when I'm going on social media or something like that, um, it fills up even more. So then I really need to process that. Um, Hold on, I got to get a drink. I also think it's really, a, it can be a really good time to kind of relook at what you're doing in your business and kind of reprioritize. So for me, right now, going on social media for me is a huge trigger. And I'm going to be really honest about that. You know, I go on social media and it's like 500 pregnancy announcements or I'm seeing babies or all this stuff. And freshly coming out of a miscarriage, that's that's very difficult for me to see. Um, so posting on social media and that kind of thing is a little bit harder for me right now than doing the podcast. You know, when I lean into like, what do I want to do? The podcast feels fun for me. Um, social media right now, not so much. (laughs) Um, and I think it's okay to be real with yourself about that. Does that mean that I'm going to feel the same way in a day or a week or a month? No, it might shift. You know, there's days where I'm like loving going on social media. And I still have to be careful and respect my own boundaries and needs, right? So again, putting yourself first before your business is crucial when you're healing or going through challenges. Um, to really help yourself heal and not get stuck in whatever you're going through. So I kind of touched upon it before, but I think it's really, really important to kind of look or reprioritize your stuff. 
So for me, it's always helpful to kind of lean into like, what's the most important thing? Well, for me, that's like a no-brainer. It's always well-being and always is. Wait, that's the same thing. Always was, I guess, and always is <laughs> my clients, right? So when I took a break, um, I still I still checked in with my clients, right? So there wasn't a full break there. It was definitely a, a bigger break or a bigger space in between when I was communicating with them and a space on sessions. Um, and getting back to their sessions was the first thing that I did. So, you know, figuring out for you, like, what's that number one thing in your business and doing that when you're ready. And then I think letting that grow. So it's like, okay, we're on calls again, Liz. What's the next thing, right? So for me, um, I don't know if I'd, I kind of have like two, I guess. And one is what I just, actually, they're both what I was just talking about, which was my podcast and then posting on social media. I think posting on social media is quicker. So you guys can see that more. And like I said before, it's kind of harder for me right now. It's a lot easier for me to talk to myself in the microphone, <laughs> staring at the computer screen rather than, you know, opening up social media and seeing 500 things that trigger me and trying to make my way to my Facebook group without that occurring and and yes thank you I know I can keep my Facebook group open on my computer which I have been doing and that's been working (laughs) so I, I think it's also about like finding new strategies that work for yourself um it's really funny because through this um I've really redefined or I'm working on redefining my relationship with my phone and social media and I'm I think maybe that'll be my next podcast let me jot that down. Um, but it's been really interesting. Like a couple weeks ago, I shared with you guys that I put like the time tracker thingy on my phone. I have an iPhone. So if you guys have an iPhone and you want to do it, I think it's in like settings and then you just do screen time and then it tracks it for you and it sends you like a report once a week. And I'm going to admit that it's kind of scary. Um, with that said, it does track like you know, like when I'm, I listen to a lot of things on my phone. So what I'm using does kind of count that in my phone time, which I don't think is fair because it's like I'm cooking and listening to a audiobook, but whatever, that's besides the point. Um, but I've been really noticing kind of how I use social media to numb and how I use social media when I'm bored or how I use social media when I don't want to necessarily feel what I'm going through. And it's funny because, again, like what I said before, I think sometimes the lesson chooses you in life. And I will admit that, like, I almost can't use – actually, no, I can't – I want to take that word almost out. I definitely can't use social media in the way that I used to because it is unhealthy for me right now. So, (laughs) um, you know, I'm 33. I'm at an age where, like, all my friends already had – most of my friends, I should say, have babies or are having babies or on like their third baby, which is fine. I'm I'm very happy with them for them. And does that have to be in my face all the time right now? No, it does not. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. I went on um, uh, Instagram this weekend and um, or this past weekend rather. And I saw a pregnancy announcement and it's a, a girl I went to high school with. I haven't talked to her for a while, but I... I was good friends with her, and, um, <laughs> and I told Mark, I was like, man, these these pregnancy announcements are, like, killing me. Like, I feel like I'm seeing them everywhere, 
And um, not too long later, I wanted to look something up on Facebook and I had consciously been like, okay, I'm going to stay off social media. These things are kind of triggering me. But I, I can't remember what I was looking up. I think it was something for like a basketball or a softball thing I wanted to watch. So I opened up social media real quick and the same pregnancy announcement popped up. And I said to Mark, you know, do you know it's worse than seeing a pregnancy announcement on Instagram? And he goes, like, no, what? And I'm like, seeing the same one again on Facebook. <laughs> And I'm just sharing that with you guys because I think we all get triggered by different things. You know, back in the day when I was starting my business, I'd get really triggered when I saw people's like success posts, like super quick success posts on Facebook. And that would really throw me for a loop. And, um, you know, I'm sensitive. So I really kind of not only see that, but I feel that and I tend to draw that energy in. So I think when A, I think like that always happens and we should always be aware of how we're using social media. But I think during challenging times, there's probably going to be more intense triggers. And, you know, I think we have to be aware of that. So you don't need to do the same thing that you always did or show up in the same way. It's very much okay to take space. And I think taking space is really just not taught in our society. I don't even think we know how to take space. You know, Mark, Mark's really good at kind of nurturing himself with like different hobbies. He has a lot of hobbies. He has a lot of interests. So when he's home, he very much is able to kind of tune out with these different activities. I am not the same way. You know, I have a couple of things that I like. I really like cooking. I really like baking. I really like walking. Um, you know, those are probably my top things, but those are not happening for me right now, right? Like I can't move around that much. I'm spending a lot of time on the futon. So what's the easiest thing to do? The easiest thing to do is like pick up my phone and scroll. Is that the best thing for me to do right now? No, that's like the last thing to do right now. So I think it's about like, you know, healing isn't always easy. It's not it's not always the easiest thing to do. So when you're walking through these challenging times, I think it's really important to reevaluate and sometimes make in the moment the harder decision for your long-term healing, right? So is it easier for me to numb out and scroll or is it easier for me to journal about my feelings? Um, Journaling about my feelings is uncomfortable. So is going on social media, but that's easier, right? So But what's going to help me more in the long term? The long term is definitely going to be more helped by me processing. So I want you guys to think about like what would be helpful for you when you're going through challenging experiences. You know, what are you using to numb and what can you step into to help you process and move through it? Because I think very often we numb and we get stuck. And I think when we numb and we get stuck, that's where business tends to feel... Um, halted as well so I just want to encourage you guys like during the challenge your business can pause your business can look different your business can um, whatever you want it or need it to and that doesn't mean you need to get stuck there right so a couple weeks ago I started seeing clients again I did a podcast I'm doing another podcast today I'm starting to show up on social media more and that's all building right am I gonna get back to where I was exactly before I don't know it's probably gonna look different you know I've said it once I'll say it again that I've changed a lot during this and I think I think some really 
cool things are going to come out of that in terms of what I'm writing and how I'm showing up and how that's going to look. So, you know, letting this new challenging experience also come through in your work in a way that feels good for you, right, and is beneficial for your people. So if you're walking through a challenge right now or in the future um, or in the past, I'm sure you have one, (laughs) Um, I hope this helps. I'd love to hear from you what you do to help you through these challenging times. Um, what's been beneficial for you to keep your business going, or maybe you pause it a bit, you know, what that looked like for you. You can drop that in the Resilient and Inspired Entrepreneur Facebook group. Um, if you're not comfy, you can shoot me an email, liz at lizlockwood.net. I'm happy to get emails from you guys. Um, and I really want to talk more about this social media thing that I'm kind of reevaluing and share that with you guys, because I think... We so often give so much energy away to social media. That's, in my opinion, pretty unhealthy. And, you know, I think for me, and I think a lot of you guys can relate, it's really easy to be black and white with social media. So you see people like, oh, I'm never going on social media again, or I'm going to delete my account. And it's like, well, actually, there's really good things with social media too, right? Like probably you and I connected through social media. So how can we use it for the good and not necessarily let it let it drain us or, um, you know, impede our healing process or trigger us, that kind of thing. So I think I'll be back with that. Um, like I said last episode, I have a lot of interviews to bring with you guys, bring to you guys. So I'm excited to be back and excited to bring you guys some really fun stuff and keep me posted on how you guys are doing as well.